As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, it's Megan and welcome back to the show. I'm excited to dive into part two of our Beyond a Million three-part series. If you were with us last week, uh, then you heard me talk a lot about team. And this week, we're going to talk about client retention. So what is this series about? It is about what is preventing business owners, and specifically, I am speaking to business owners who have an online business in the coaching, consulting, expert, e-learning space. So what's preventing those business owners from growing beyond a million dollars annually a year? What's preventing you from getting to 2 million a year, 5 million a year, even 10 million a year? Because if you've reached a million, you probably have bigger goals than that. And so I've divided it up into three main categories that I have seen in the past. I've worked for um, multi-million dollar companies in the past, and I now do quite a bit of consulting with companies that are right around that million to 1.5 mark, million dollar mark. And where I'm being brought in is specifically in the category of client retention, which is what today's episode is going to be about. Last week, if you listened to the show, I covered team. Um, you know, I'm coming into people's companies with the perspective of helping them with client retention. And there's a whole lot that goes into client retention, which I'm going to break down for you today. And once I get in there and I start um, having conversations with team members, I start exploring and evaluating and analyzing and diagnosing what what's going to help the company retain more of their clients and extend the lifetime value of a client, what I'm finding in is there are a lot of issues surrounding team. And so then I end up um, working quite a bit with my clients' teams. So a quick recap, the, the big three that might be preventing your company from growing beyond a million a year is it's three three things, three categories. Team is number one. If you didn't go listen to that episode last week, go back and listen. Number two is client retention. And number three is overspending in the lifestyle category as if you are your company and, and you are a lot further along than a million a year. Because as we know, and if you're already at that level, you are not bringing home anywhere close to a million a year. In fact, when you're making a million dollars a year, depending on how you've structured your business and how large your team is and your payroll and your expenses, and if you're doing paid marketing, uh, you're probably only bringing home maybe $250,000 a year. And a lot of folks have a hard time with that because, you know, when you're making, when you are, when your company is actually doing revenue of, let's say, 250000 to 500000 you actually are paying yourself more money than you are when you're making a million dollars. So when your company is doing revenues of a million dollars a year, you're really not paying yourself hardly any more, if any more at all, than you were when you were making two hundred fifty dollars to $500,000. 
And so what happens to a lot of folks is they start overspending in the lifestyle category as though they are much further along than they are. And then they don't have the money that's required to pay team, to pay sales team, to pay people to help them with marketing, to pay their mentors, and to continue putting more money and reinvesting back into the business so that it can grow to the next level. And we'll talk about that lifestyle piece next week. Today, we're going to focus on client retention. So the place that I want to start is how you're going to want to shift the way you're thinking about your clients and generating monthly recurring revenue that grows and expands and multiplies now that you've reached a million a year in revenue. So let's dive into that. There's there's three things that I want to share here first. Now that you've reached this level, you first want to shift your focus on keeping and reselling to existing clients. You want to shift your focus to keeping more of the clients that you have and reselling to the current clients that you have, your existing clients. Now, up until this point, what got you to a million dollars was a very heavy focus, as it should be, on lead generation, marketing to new audiences, expanding your visibility, and sales. And, you know, building the skill sets of marketing and sales, because they are two of the most important, they're, they're the most important aspects of growing a business. You have to master marketing and you have to master sales. Also to get to a million, like you probably, probably more like after 500,000, you started getting more clear on developing a legitimate marketing system and a legitimate sales system. More than likely, you probably started bringing on a salesperson to support you. You may have brought someone on to support with lead generation, whether that was paying someone to do some paid advertising for you, paying someone to help you on the ground do organic outreach. Maybe you have someone who's a community manager on any of your social media platforms. You may even have a team member that's helping you nurture relationships with your audience and community members who have not yet joined any of your offers. And so your marketing and your sales system became incredibly important and your filling your pipeline with new people is what really fueled your business and got it to a million. And now once you're at a million, what starts to happen is you now have a much larger volume of clients. And with a larger volume of clients, You know, when I go into it, I usually get brought into a company that's doing a million plus a year. They've got leveraged programs. So they're serving, all their programs are now one to many, and they may still offer some one-on-one at a really high level. Their programs are one to many. And what has shifted dramatically is they have a much higher volume of clients in their programs now compared to when they did two years ago or three years ago, or when their company was at say like $250,000 a year, but they haven't changed the structures, systems, operations, or team or client experience enough so that the client satisfaction levels and client results don't start to decline dramatically. 
And so now that they have higher volumes of clients, they're starting to see, well, fewer of my clients are getting results. Fewer of my clients are remaining satisfied. Fewer of my clients are remaining engaged throughout the duration of the program that they're in. Few of our clients are starting to renew. And so what I want you to imagine is your business being a bucket and your clients being a pitcher of water that you are pouring into the bucket. And, you know, for a, for a while, the majority of those clients were getting amazing results. They were highly satisfied and your clients were renewing. Then all of a sudden, companies start hitting this milestone of a million a year, a little bit more, and just start poking some holes. Let's just say I come up to your bucket and I start punching holes with a knife uh, or a drill. Let's say I drill holes in the bottom of your bucket. And one by one, I just start drilling a few more holes. And all of a sudden, all that water begins to leak out of your bucket, and then it starts to stream out of your bucket, and then it starts to pour out of your bucket. And remember, the water is a symbol for your clients. And so, you know, when that starts happening, then your mind goes back to, well, now I've got to go, you've got to then double down on lead generation and sales all over again and bring new people in to refill that bucket up. So you come back with your pitcher of water, which represents new clients, you pour it into the bucket, but then all those holes are still there. And so just as fast as you're pouring clients into your programs, they are exiting your program. Now, that doesn't mean that they're asking for a refund. It doesn't mean that they are no longer paying you. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you're not retaining them. They're only staying in your ecosystem for one program. Just one. They're they're not renewing in that same program, even if they should. They're not buying anything else that you might have for offer. They're leaving. Now, imagine you're at a million. And if you are pouring clients, if clients are leaving as fast as you're pouring them in, you're going to stay really close to a million. You may have some really great months. You you will still have, you may have a $250,000 month because you have an amazing launch. You may have a $500,000 month. And we're talking cash. But if those clients aren't staying, they are leaking out of the bucket. You're having to rev things back up and you got to have another $500,000 a month, like six months later, but you're never getting much further along in terms of your annual revenue. So that's the way that I want you thinking about client retention. You've got a bucket, your business is the bucket. You've got a pitcher of water. The water represents your clients, but your bucket has holes in the bottom. And as fast as you're pouring clients in, acquiring clients, spending money on marketing dollars to attract those new people, they are leaking out the bottom of your bucket. And then it's like, you've got to start all over again. And now you are reaching high level states of exhaustion and burnout uh, because you've just got to keep, you you know, you're just on this hamster wheel of lead gen and sales. So that's the way I want you to, to imagine client retention. And we want to seal those holes in the bottom of your bucket. Okay. The second thing that I want you to start shifting your attention to, in addition to now, now your focus really needs to be on, like I said, keeping and reselling to existing clients. Uh, The second thing that you want to shift your focus to is reactivating past clients, reactivating past clients. You know, I'll ask you, you know, if you're at a million plus a year, you have a lot of, you've had a lot of clients. Maybe you've been in business 10 years or or longer. Maybe you've only been in business five years and it, and it didn't take you that long to get to a million a year. You have served 
high volumes of people. And not all of those people are still in your ecosystem. They no longer are enrolled in your programs. So just imagine back on, let's just say like the past five to 10 years, how many clients have you served that you no longer work with today? Probably in the hundreds, probably in the hundreds. I don't know yet if it's in the thousands. It just depends on the types of programs that you've offered. But I think it's really safe to say if you've been in business for five to 10 years or longer and your company is already generating a million a year, in the past, you have served hun- at least hundreds of people who have purchased from you in the past, who have gotten results from you in the past, and they are no longer in any of your programs. They are no longer an existing client. You could generate hundreds of thousands of dollars immediately by reactivating your past clients. Now, the name of the game does have to change though, because now your focus also needs to be on extending the lifetime value of a client. And that's that's really mindset shift number three that you now want to be focusing on as a million dollar a year company. It's extending the lifetime value of a client. So in the past, maybe your clients only stayed with you for one year. And let's say the cost of your program is $15,000. That means the lifetime value of that client is $15,000. But what if you could have an ecosystem where clients stayed for five years and they moved into other offers that you had. And over the course of five years, maybe that client is worth $100,000 to your business versus just $15,000. And if we think about how much it costs to acquire that client, let's say it costs $3,000 to acquire the client. And then you generate $15,000. They stay in one program. So you didn't make $15,000 because, oh, by the way, you also have a lot of... Actually, it costs more than $3,000 to acquire the client because what you have to take into consideration is any time spent, all your resources, all the marketing dollars that were spent, all the team dollars that are spent, and all the delivery dollars that are spent. So when we think about acquiring a client, we're not just thinking about, you can't say like, oh, well, I don't do Facebook ads. I don't do paid ads. So it didn't cost me anything to acquire the client. And that's not true because you've got a lot of business expenses. So how much is it costing you to acquire a client that's buying a $15,000 program? It might actually be $15,000 when it's all said and done. So oftentimes the first year that a client works with you, you're not making any money. Your company's not making any money, meaning you're not making any profit. You can pay your bills, you can pay yourself, you can pay your taxes, you can pay your business expenses, but there's another category called profit. And typically the first, if somebody's only gonna be with you through one iteration of a program and then they don't work with you ever again, you're not actually typically making profit on them that first go around. Oftentimes, your company's not even making profit from a client until like year two that they're working with you or beyond. It just depends on how you have your business set up. So uh, let me do a quick review. When we're talking about client retention and your company is at a million-dollar level, you've got to start thinking differently and your focus has to shift. So the three places you want your focus to shift to is, number one, keeping existing clients and reselling to existing clients. Number two, reactivating past clients. And number three, focus on extending the lifetime value of a client. How long do you want a client to last 
in your ecosystem. How much money do you want one individual to be worth to your company? Okay. What do I want to share next? So there's three other, there's three things specifically that I want to share about client retention now that you're really clear on where you want your focus to shift to. Because up until now, perhaps you haven't really focused that much on client retention because so much has gone into lead generation and sales. So there's there's three things that I want to share with you about client retention. Number one is the idea of a client retention point. And what you want to understand about getting a client to the point of retention is that the first 90 days that a client is working with you in a program, that is the most critical time frame in the entire client experience. The reason is because all of your clients are making a very important decision between anywhere from between day zero to day 90 of being in your program. Whether your program is 90 days, six months, or 12 months or longer, your client is making an important decision, and that is whether or not they're going to continue working with you or not when their contract is over. And they will make that decision anywhere from the day that they join the program up until the first 90 days of the program. They are going to decide if they want to remain in your ecosystem or if they want to go elsewhere. So they're deciding if they want to continue the journey with you. They're deciding if they want to take that same program a second time, because some people do need to take your programs a second time. They're deciding if they want to see what else you have for offer. And if they see you and your organization, your brand, your team, and your company, and what you're delivering as the thing that they're going to be, this is, is this a place where they're going to be loyal? So it's important that you understand that there is a client retention point. It's important that you know when that is taking place. It is taking place in the mind of your client who is already paying you between days zero and 90. So some clients have a kind of experience within the first two weeks to 30 days of being in your program where they are assessing whether or not your program is actually a good fit for them whether you are a good fit for them, whether the material you're teaching and the way you're delivering it is a good fit for them. And some people will actually decide very early on, even if they're in a 12-month program with you. I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine about six weeks ago, and he was sharing with me a, two or three of the programs that were 12-month-long programs that he had joined over the last three to four years. And one program in particular, he had made up his mind after only being in the program for two weeks that he was done. Now, he wasn't asking for his money back. He wasn't asking for a refund. He wasn't asking to stop payments. I believe he actually kept paying for the program. I'm not exactly sure what happened with that. But he basically just stopped engaging in the program. It wasn't for him. And he knew that, which meant whether or not he continues paying, let's say that he does. Let's say that someone like that is in your program and they decide within two weeks to 30 days, they're not ever going to work with you again. The program is 12 months, but they stay in the program and they keep paying you. In your mind, you probably think, well, of course, like, why would they go anywhere? They've been with me for a year. They stayed here. They, they kept paying. Why would they not stay? Of course, they're going to stay. 
And that couldn't be further from the truth. It's a really naive way of thinking about longevity with your clients. So, you know, different people are making that decision about whether or not they want to remain in your ecosystem somewhere between day zero and 90. Second point I want to make here, based on that new information that you now have, you must now take a holistic approach to the client experience. And I'm going to share with you eight phases of the client experience end to end. The client experience begins when someone in your audience starts assessing whether or not they want to work with you. This is right before the sale. That client experience extends all the way until that client becomes an advocate of you, your brand, your company, and your programs. And there's a total of eight phases. Now, where most business owners sort of let the client experience fall off the map is once the client pays to enter into the program. And what I want you to invite you to think differently about is that the sale actually begins after the client has joined your program because there is quite a bit of reselling them, if you will, throughout that client experience so that they either renew, re-enroll, or you know, in some way, shape, or form, stay in your ecosystem. You have to resell them on that all the way until they become an advocate. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't want everybody to remain in my ecosystem. And you don't. You don't. Not everybody is going to be a good fit. Not everybody's coachable. Not everybody's going to pay their bills. Um, you, don't, you're not, you don't want 100% of the people to necessarily stay with you. It, it may not be a good fit. But I want you to start thinking differently about your approach to a more holistic client experience approach. So here are the eight phases of retention. Phase one, I'm not going to go into detail about what they are, but here's the phases. Phase one is the assess phase. This is before someone has purchased from you. And this is the way the client is experiencing their client journey. Phase two is the admit phase. This is when they purchase. Phase three is the affirm phase. This is whatever your company is doing to prevent buyer's remorse within 24 hours of that purchase. Phase four is activate. This is when the onboarding begins, which is somewhere in the first 24 to 48 hours usually. Phase five is the acclimate phase. This is all happening within the first 90 days of the program where you are acclimating them to your way of doing things, your way of doing business, your way of what the client is going to have to do in order to get the result that you're promising. Phase six is the accomplish phase. This is when the client gets the result that they wanted when they joined the program. Phase seven is the adopt phase. This is when the client really adopts, fully adopts your way. And they pretty much decided at this point, like they're going to stay with you longer term. And the last phase, phase eight, is the advocate phase. This is when your clients are doing what I call invisible marketing because they will go out and tell everybody about you, your brand, your company, just like they're going to go tell everybody to go eat at their favorite restaurant, right? They just go tell everybody and they're not being paid to do that. And the ultimate goal is that you create client advocates 
Once someone is an advocate, they are loyal and they're probably not going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, they'll stay with you for a lot of years. Now, the third thing that I want you to think about with client retention is your offers. I want you to think about your offers. Now, up until a million, we we look, we know that the fastest way to get to a million, and you figured this out along the way, probably took you a little while. The fastest way to get to a million is to focus on one or even or two main offers. Typically, everybody starts their business in the online space providing one-on-one support to clients in a coaching, consulting, or expert capacity. And then you shift to one to many, which is typically some sort of group program. You leverage your time. You leverage your expertise and your income. You can serve a lot more clients at once. And then you really double down on that flagship offer. So you call it a flagship offer, a core offer, your cash cow. And that one group program can end up being you know, a $500,000 income stream or more. And then typically what people do is they will then create a higher level offer. So another group program for people who are advancing and they want to have a very different conversation. They're getting to the next level. A lot of people will call it a mastermind. And from one-on-one to a group to a mastermind, but without changing your mind 14,000 times, typically that's the fastest path to a million. And so if you're listening to this, more than likely you've got some sort of group offer. Maybe you have some sort of mastermind. Maybe you've got um, high-touch courses that you teach. Maybe you've got a membership. Who Who knows what you have? But one of the reasons why clients will not stay in your ecosystem is because they'll finish the program that they're currently in and they don't feel aligned with any of your other offers. It's not what they're looking for. It's not what they want. And that is something that you want to really take into consideration. I am not a fan before a company gets to a million dollars a year. I'm not a fan of a company having more, honestly, more than two offers. I don't think you need more than two offers. A third, possibly, if it's just one-on-one. So to get to a million, it's easy. It's like high-end one-on-one, a a flagship group program, and then a next-level mastermind. Now, you could probably get to two million a year with that structure. High-end one-on-one, if you want to do it, your flagship group that you just keep growing and growing and growing, that becomes the funnel into your next-level mastermind. You You could definitely get to two million that way. I'm confident of that. But then things really start to change because... How many years does the client in the mastermind want to stay in the mastermind based on who it was designed for originally? Do you have to come up with a third level mastermind? Uh, Do you have to start coming up with other types of ways of working with people? Maybe they don't want to be in a group program anymore. Maybe they don't want to be in the mastermind anymore. Maybe they are not interested in the way your programs are currently structured. And I think there is a lot of that happening right now in the marketplace, actually. You know, the way that group programs and masterminds have been run for the last, I'd say, 10 years, even more, people are kind of over it and they're looking for a different kind of experience. I'll give you an example. I am in a program called Circle of Influence, and I had to go through three other programs in this particular person's ecosystem to get into that fourth level program. So the first program I took was like $600. It was a five-day course that was taught live three hours a day. Then the next step was to go to a four-day live event. Then the next phase was to become a practitioner of the body of work in another four-day live event. 
And then from there, you were invited into a program called Circle of Influence, which is a 12-month commitment. But it's not run like a typical group program or mastermind. The way it's run are is there are five in-person gatherings. And this is what those in-person gatherings look like. You arrive. And that evening, you have dinner. And after dinner, there's about a 30 minutes to an hour of a get-together to really set the tone for the next day. You go back to your hotel. You meet again around 6, 6.30 in the morning. And we do a morning activity. And then we stay all day. And we do our masterminding at the headquarters all day. And then around 9 or 10 o'clock at night, we have some sort of really cool evening event. The event is then done. You fly out the next morning. So it's really like a dinner and then a day. That is where this particular um, business owner has their in-person headquarters in Arizona. And that's the program. You, We are not having calls every single week. We are not receiving all sorts of additional training. Now we have access to every single thing in the portal. We have access to a lot of other programs and recordings and past things that we can listen to, but there's no one-on-one calls. There's no coach accountability calls. There's no accountability pods with other members. There's a Facebook group, but not much really goes on in there. And there are, uh, I believe the program's like $12,000 a year. And there's, I don't, maybe a hundred and there's over a hundred people in it. Now, a hundred people are not coming to the in-person events every time. Maybe 40 people tops are coming to those, but you, you know, you could just do the math there. So, you know, I think that people are really gravitating towards more in-person experiences. I think that people are less interested in constantly meeting as a group all the time. I think that depending on the level of client you're working with, people are very interested in team support and someone really training their teams. Like people are really looking for new, different, and unique and innovative right now. So I'm also going to invite you to find out what your existing client base wants next from you. Listen to them. So if you're already at a million plus, you have a lot of clients. You probably have, if you have leveraged programs, you've got at least 100 clients, but probably more like 150 to 200, if not more than that. Find out what they want. Just because you, you know, just because they could take the same program they're in again, is that what they want? Some people do. Other people are looking for something else. I'll give you an example. I'm in a program and um, it's a mastermind style program. We have weekly meetings that are training calls. We have one live in-person event and we get two 15-minute accountability coaching calls every month. And I'm coming up at the end of my agreement and a lot of other people are as well. And as a client base, you know, your clients become friends with each other. And so they start talking and they talk about what they like and they talk about what they don't like and they talk about what they wish you would do. So please know that if I'm doing it and you're doing it based on the programs you're in, your clients are doing it too. They're not gossiping about you, but they're talking about this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I wish you would do. And they are literally having those conversations with each other. And so I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. We are in the same program. We were like, gosh, we're not really ready for like the highest level that's being offered. Uh, but what we've been in for the last year, it, that's not really what we want anymore. And so we 
basically designed what we wished we had. And we proposed, we, we had a conversation with the mentor and we kind of put a proposal in front of her and we're like, Hey, this is exactly what we would want. We would want to have, you know, a quarterly in-person meeting that was two days and maybe a once a month call and a group boxer. That's it. We don't want like all the training and all the things and da, 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 da. She's like, cool. Uh, if we can get 10 people in it, like done, sold, we're in, like, let's go. So that's what I'm saying. Your clients may not know what else you have for offer. They may be looking for something different than what you currently have available, but they still want to work with you. And I think this is one of the biggest missed opportunities with a lot of companies that stall around one one to 1.5, even 2 million a year is that they're, they're, you're, you've got to listen to what your loyal client base wants from you next, or they're going to leave even if they wanted to work with you. They wanted to continue working with you. Now, some people are still going to leave. You're still going to have people who leave. You're still going to have a percentage of clients who, who really like you and respect you and would continue to work with you. And they're going to leave if they don't see something else that you offer or they don't know about something else that you offer. They're going to leave and they are immediately going to go jump into somebody else's ecosystem. And they will probably do that for a little while, a year, two years. And But in the back of their mind, they're still paying attention to you. They still want to know what you've got. They still wish that you know, they could work with you in some way. And this is where your reactivation comes in. This is where your reactivation campaigns come in, where you can go back to clients who worked with you in the past and reactivate them into other offers that you now have. But you may not be able to reactivate them into the same offers they already were in before because they're probably looking for a very different kind of experience. And so that's where you can get very innovative you can listen to them, you can put your ear to the ground, and you can also personalize instead of just coming to them and saying, hey, come buy this program. Well, what if they don't want this program? You can personalize for them. Now, at the stage that you're at, this is where your team really comes into play. Because if you've got a number, like a handful or more of different offers, you're not going to be able to single-handedly run all of that. So this is where your team plays a really significant role in your growth beyond a million, which is why I focused an entire episode on team. So quick recap here, the three main shifts around client retention that you want to think about now that you are going beyond a million is number one, now you need to focus more on keeping existing clients in your ecosystem and reselling to existing clients in your ecosystem. Number two, shift your thinking to how you can reactivate past clients. And number three, start thinking from the place of extending the lifetime value of a client. And now imagine that bucket that we talked about. The bucket represents your business. You're holding a pitcher of water and the water represents your clients, but your bucket has holes in it if you have not addressed the things that we're talking about here. And as fast as you're pouring clients in, they are leaving out the bottom of your bucket and if you also imagine money is what, you know, your clients are bringing money into your business, the money is going out as fast as it was coming in, which means you get stuck kind of in this million dollar, $1.5 million place in your growth. And you can't figure out why you can't bust through 
it's largely due to lack of client retention. And then there's three main areas that we talked about around client retention. Number one is that you your goal is to get your clients to a retention point, which is going to happen between anywhere between day zero and 90 that that client is in a program with you. Even if the program is 12 months long, they're making their decision that quickly if they're going to stay in your ecosystem or not. Number two, you want to take a holistic approach to client experience. And I shared with you the eight phases of retention and client experience. And, and please note that those eight phases of the client experience, your client isn't going to automatically go through each one of those phases. You have to create, you have to create each one of those phases and you have to ensure that your clients are being led through each one of those phases, or they're going to get stuck in one of those phases. And a lot of clients are going to get stuck in the acclimate and accomplish phases. They're going to get stuck there. If you don't have things in place to get them through the acclimate, accomplish, adopt, and advocate phases, they will get stuck if you are not moving them through it. And then number three, finally, we talked about, do you have offers your clients want next? Do you have a business model with monthly recurring payments from clients versus them just buying from something from you one time? right? So what got you to a million plus was probably two main offers. And your clients are only going to stay with you for so long if that's all you have, right? You could maybe two years, maybe three years, but at some point they're going to get really tired of it. They're going to outgrow it. And they're going to want to look for what else you're innovating for them that is a better match for them now, or they will go find it from another service provider. So I hope you took amazing notes on that. I would love to hear your feedback. So leave me a comment or send me a DM and let me know what you got out of today's episode. And the best place to connect with me is follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Megan J. Huber. I'll also link that in the show notes below. Come connect with me there. Um, I give a lot of value over there. We can get into conversation together in the DMs over there. And uh, I share a lot of resources in Instagram as well. So that is your next stop is connect with me on Instagram. I would love to get to know more about you, your business, answer your questions, provide you with additional resources and uh, continue to grow a relationship with you. And until our next episode, we will wrap up this series on our our next episode, uh, Beyond a Million, part three. We're going to talk about the third biggest reasons why companies are not growing beyond a million. And that is because of overspending in the lifestyle category. So make sure you tune into that. And until next time, remember, design a business in life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.